We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 25th, 2014. And um, today, just have kind of a, a general current event study. Uh, I didn't actually include what I'm going to cover in the very first part of the study, in the study, because it's all breaking information regarding this uh, mind-controlled, psychopathic, 22-year-old that uh, went on first a stabbing rampage, killing, I believe, three people in his apartment. I don't know if there were his roommates. And then three others. And then himself. Seven total. Injuring 11. And this is all over the news, front page, everywhere. And, and the Illuminati is just staging event after event after event like this. Um, if you've seen any of these videos... Regarding this, <laughs> it almost looks, it really does look like it's bad acting in these videos. Uh, obviously, the kid's demon-possessed to the toenails. I'm not doubting that. But with his dad being the uh, assistant director to the Hunger Games, the first Hunger Games, um, his mom in Hollywood, this... He's in a he's in a perfect position to have been groomed and brought up as as a little mind control type slave, uh, or be, at least at bare minimum being programmed to do this. The YouTube videos he's released didn't even come out start coming out until three months ago, and only in the last two weeks did he ramp that up. And then only at the very end did he actually release the one where he says he's going to kill everybody. Yeah, in the videos preceding that. He was whining about no girls liked him and this and that and, and, and all of his whatever. Uh, poor me, poor me, I'm so lonely, I'm this, I'm that. I mean, my word, what a narcissistic, self-centered devil. Um, the, the kid lived, obviously, a total life of privilege, but that, you know, evident... I mean, I, I'd like him to go over to Africa, maybe to Sudan for for a week or two and spend and, and you know to get some perspective but that's not going to happen because he blew his own brains out which is exactly what basically all mind control slaves do if you go back and you look at all the mass serial killers and shootings when the time comes when the cops are closing in when they've killed as many as they can kill they turn the gun on themselves he wrote this 140 page whatever manifesto um that uh, he supposedly uh, goes into great detail in all of the things that he's going to do uh, to humanity as, quote, retribution for what the world has put him through. Uh, what pretty girls have put him through by not wanting to basically have intercourse with him and sleep with him and this and that. I mean, this is one sick dude. Okay, I'm not doubting that at all. But there's, again, you look at all of these mass shootings, they all fit certain profiles. They always end up taking their lives, if that's an option. Sometimes the gun jams and they can't do it. Okay, let's say everything doesn't work out just perfect. His plan to kill people didn't work out perfect. He wasn't actually able to get into the sorority. He said he wanted to actually go into like the best sorority there, where all the prettiest girls were, and kill all of them. He tried to get in. But he couldn't, so I believe he killed two girls outside that. It's plain it and always, when you're dealing with guns and these types of variables, 
your, your plans aren't always going to work out exactly like you want to, plus your demon possessed the toenails. Um, not to say God's not going to intervene. These types of factors you have to figure in. So, um, he had this 140-page manifesto. I, I read a little bit of it. I mean, it's just beyond... <laughs> it's, it's almost comically sickening. But, but, I mean, it's, it's almost like it's something you'd see in a movie script or something. It's, it's not funny. I'm just saying that it's, it's like almost you read it and it's like, are you serious? I mean, uh, really? Are you really expecting me to believe this? And how he wanted to be a god and, and in this, by killing all of these people, would finally be a god. How's that working for you out in hell? How's that working out for you in hell? Can we go get a microphone down there in hell right now and interview you? Really, I mean, do you imagine how many people would get saved if that was possible? For people to understand? You know, I mean, anyway. So he was the son of the Hunger Games assistant director. Hunger Games being one of the, the um, now you've got Hunger Games 1 and 2, and it being one of the most draconian, big brother, Orwellian glimpses into the future. That's how they want the world. Is Hunger Games. You you look at how they would want things to end up. I mean, we're talking down the road. If Satan, and I'm sure it would it would be on it would it would expand beyond past the Hunger Games where everybody would be dead eventually. Satan's not going to ever. You're never you're never going to quench his desire to, to snuff out humanity because humanity is created in God's image in these types of things, and he wants all of that erased. So. But it's 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 further, much further down the road than we are right now. And his dad just so happened to be the assistant director um, from that. Uh, so he evidently mimicked American Psycho in the way that he killed. And then uh, uh, the, the main thing about all of this, and it obviously always is, is the bandwagon of the grieving parents saying this is all... The NRA's fault. This is the gun's fault. Had nothing to do with the psychopath wielding it. Hold on. The first thing he did is kill three people in his apartment, three males, with a knife. There was no gun involved. Those were the first three murders. Well, we need to, where's, where's the uh, uniformity here? We need to ban all knives. Then he got in his car and was trying to run people down along the way while he was doing random shootings. He he um, hit two bicyclists, would have killed them both if he could have. So now we have to ban cars as well. I mean, you, you see the logic here? It's not the car, it's not the gun, it's not the knife. It's the person who wields or drives those things. That's the problem. Demons, devils. That's the problem that inhabit these people. And I believe this was just another mind control slave that was triggered. His programming was to be carried out. And then he went into suicide mode at the end. He's the typical profile, a middle to upper class male, maladjusted, who's been programmed. They're typically always white because, listen, who do they want the guns from? They want the guns from everyone, but... Who are the majority of gun owners in America? And that is the middle to the upper class. Okay? So they're going to demonize white males. And you could say, oh, well, now you're being prejudiced. I'm just saying, look at the previous shootings or stabbings or these types of things. 
That's not prejudice. That's just pointing out facts. They fit that particular profile most of the time. And this is who they want to, uh, want to demonize. Now, um, not to say this kid was like conservative or Bible believing or anything like that, but I'm just saying from a race standpoint, he, he fit the bill there. Um, so the victim's father comes out and he's blaming the politicians. I, I just, I have to play this, this clip. Um, here, here is the guy, uh, the, supposedly the father, because I don't believe anything after, especially after Sandy Hook, with all of the actors and the staged garbage they had going on there, and I'm sure before that. I don't believe any of this anymore. Granted, I'm not disputing that people were killed at this point, <laughs> but then again, who knows? I don't know. You know, with the way they cover up things, you just cannot patently believe anything the mass uh, brainwashing lamestream media is putting out. It's all mass mind control programming of us. And the bottom line and what is always typically about is taking away more of our rights and particularly gun rights because that's the last thing that's got to go before they implement the New World Order in earnest. They have to take the guns. So this is just one more staged thing where they're doing this. So this is the father or the dad of the... um, of the uh, man who was the last one killed, the sixth victim, and then the uh, the shooter then took his own life. So here, we're going to hear this. This is on CNN. I've written out a statement that was prepared by the family... Our son Christopher Martinez and six others are dead. Our family, our family has a message for every parent out there. You don't think it'll happen to your child until it does. Chris was a really great kid. Ask anyone who knew him. His death has left our family lost and broken. Why did Chris die? Chris died because of craven, irresponsible politicians and the NRA. Are you kidding me? Could have swore it was the guy in the car, which had nothing... What did politicians have to do with him? A criminal will always find a way to get a gun. Always. When when they ban guns in all of these countries, the criminals still have them. Why? They're criminals. They don't care about whatever laws are on the books. So the only ones that end up having the guns are the criminals and then the criminal government, which is exactly what they want. The criminals, through the Hegelian dialectic, um, through the staging of whatever they're going to stage, the government essentially uses them in order to further their agenda. They create the crisis by arming the criminals, and then they give their draconian, liberty-stripping solution. Solutions. It's a proven fact. It's been documented. It is being documented over and over and over again that the higher, um, that more people that are carrying guns, conceal weapons, the higher per capita, and a law-abiding, the more the crime rates, the murder rates, and everything else goes down, because the criminals know 
that if people are armed, they better think twice. Look at Kennesaw, Georgia, for probably the greatest proof of that. I've mentioned that many times in the past. There's no debate on that. The the places where you have gun-free zones and no guns, like Chicago and New York and those places, are are the biggest, I mean, it's where more murders go on than anywhere. It's where more lawlessness exists, because only the criminals and the criminal government have the guns. This, I believe, paid actor has the audacity to get up here and play on everyone's emotions as the grieving dad. And I'm not saying that if that was really his son, because you look at Sandy Hook and that's 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 been so blown out of the water. So don't think I'm insensitive because you have to look at what's been going on with that. Okay, so if he's really sincere, listen, I, I get it, I understand, I feel bad for the guy, but the fact is, is that it appears to me that this is just one more paid actor in this particular thing, getting up there, reciting from the New World Order script card, blaming politicians, evidently, for not taking away all of our guns. That's the implication here. Because if they took away all the guns, obviously all the crime would disappear. And nobody would do anything like this. Had nothing to do with the psychopath wielding the knife. Why isn't he talking about knives, too? The NRA. The NRA has nothing to do with knives. No, it's just the guns. That's all that matters. Um, at worst, uh, best case scenario, he's some bleeding heart, liberal, Californian, and there's a ton of them out there, and I'm not coming against my listeners from California, I'm just saying, if you live out there, you know that's the land of the fruits and nuts. I'm sorry, but I mean, I was, I remember being out there when I was a little kid, I, I know people I've met from California, there's a lot of, wow. I'm not talking about my listeners, but I'm just talking about people in general. Uh, you know, extremely liberal and, and warped in their in their thinking processes. This is just further evidence of that, and he has the audacity to blame the NRA and politicians for all of this. Had nothing to do with with the serial killer, Matt Mind Control uh, murderer. N- nothing. No, he was he was innocent, evidently. It's just, it's it's mind-blowing, the, the brainwashing that, that the mainstream, lamestream media is, is, is uh, perpetuating against humanity. They talk about gun rights. What about Chris's right to live? With- hey, I have a news flash for you. If Chris was armed with a gun, if he was carrying a concealed weapon... He might have been able to fire, get off a shot and fire back and put this devil down. If people were there on the scene carrying concealed weapons, they could have stopped this or nipped this in the bud early on. No, they had to, everybody had to rely on all the cops that were there, that were going from place to place. I don't think that's what the Illuminati wanted anyway. I think they wanted him to do, get a body count so that it would have more shock value, just like Sandy Hook and all of these other mass shootings. They want that body count. Not only they, they view those as sacrifices to Satan, Lucifer, who they worship, who, who is their God, but it also helps perpetuate further their agenda. So, I'm just pointing out the absolute, total, utter hypocrisy. Guns could have prevented this. You know? Easily. Will this insanity stop so when will the insanity stop? When will all well, what he's basically saying? I'll translate for you: is 
When will all of everyone's gun rights be stripped away and only the government and the criminals have all the guns? Because we know that's going to create a utopian-like universe. Hey, you know, Hitler took the guns, Stalin took the guns, Mao took the guns, Pol Pot took the guns. They all take the guns before the takeover and then they commit mass genocide because there's no guns to stop what they're doing. That's why they got to take the guns. This guy is just a tool of the Illuminati, of Satan, essentially, in order to perpetuate that message. I'm just saying, that's, that's what he's being used as. When will enough people say, stop this madness? We don't have to live like this. Too many have died. Oh, and I'm sure no more would die if we took the guns from law-abiding citizens. Which is a proven fact the exact opposite happens. The, the, the point is, is the, the thinking process of the majority of Americans is so satanically deluded and clouded. There, there, there is no real discernment. Right is wrong and wrong is right. They call evil good and good evil. This is what he's doing here. This is how deluded this man is in his thought process. But, you know, this is going to gain the Satan a lot of brownie points for furthering his agenda. We should say to ourselves, not one more. Thank you. That's it. The anger. You can hear the anger and the grief of this man uh, talking about Christopher Martinez uh, slamming the politicians, slamming the NRA, saying, uh, what about Chris's right to live. So right on cue, CNN is going to perpetuate these lies and, and play on, you know, obviously the heartstrings and the emotions of everybody watching and, oh, the humanity is the cry, you know, oh, what is, why can't we see the obvious solution here is to disarm everybody forcibly and if they won't, if those devils in the NRI and the gun owners of America and those bitter clingers and those ones that love their Second Amendment, you know, if they don't like it, we'll go in there, we'll kick down their door, we'll strip them of that, and we'll kill them, and we'll put them all in concentration camps, because that's exactly what they deserve, those craven devils. That's exactly what their mindset is. Referring to uh, people who support gun rights, he says, well, what about this young man's right to live? This is the this is the first that again. If he would have been armed, if he would, I don't even know what the concealed carry. I don't think. I think I'm sure it's incredibly hard to even do that out in California. I read something about that earlier. Um, that I think like the sheriff has to issue them these types of things. Uh, you know, if but had he been there, or had somebody been there in any of those venues, there was like. When he was driving at the end, I think there was like 10, 11, or 12 different crime scenes. Um, but nobody, you know, other than the cops, were armed, as far as I could see. When you have gun-free zones, this is exactly what happens. Okay? And I'm not saying it was a total gun-free zone as far as cops, but as far as the citizenry being armed... That's what prevents this type of, of madness from happening. Victim that we are hearing him, you can see, you can see that he is just overwhelmed by grief. He says Chris was a really great kid. Ask anyone. 
He might have been. I mean, I, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for him. I, I take no pleasure in their deaths. I'm trying to give perspective on what could have prevented this, though. Uh, <clears throat> at least some of these deaths from happening. Uh, the, the cops had already interviewed this this dude prior to this happening. I think they had already two or three times he had been on their radar. So it's not like they were unaware of this. Um, anyway, I'm sure more stuff's going to come out after this, and and, and there's probably going to be things that are blown wide open regarding this whole thing, and um, so this, this information, I'm sure by next week, will be dated, but I wanted to at least comment on this. Also, there's um, one other thing, um, this is really sickening, that now in death, He's got a occult following, it looks like, or starting to develop that. Girls or, uh, girls and boys swoon over Santa Barbara mass murder, the pinnacle of irony. And there's all of these tweets from, like, uh, like Cheyenne Gonzalez. Sad part is the psycho is hot. That's the, the one, one girl said about him. Um, and another one, uh, a whole bunch of gay guys, evidently. Josh, the guy who killed everyone in Santa Barbara, is kind of hot, LOL. And then some guy named Derek, sad what happened in Santa Barbara. Why is it always the cute ones that go crazy? Give me a break. And um, this one, seriously, not one UCBC chick could have bit the bullet and dated that hot dude with the cool car. This is their mindsets. Their minds are darkened. To the point of, uh, truly, I mean, your conscience is seared with a hot iron if you're saying this stuff. I, I would view, I mean, every single person that would post a post like that, I would say there's an incredibly low likelihood they'll ever get saved. Unless God essentially gets them by the throat and wakes them up to their unbelievable apathy. And, um, I mean, <laughs> all these people dead and this is what they're saying? But it's one after another after another about like either girls and guys saying he was hot or he was cute. Uh, it's like, wow. But then again, this happened with Charles Manson. I mean, he had a following before he even went on all the, you know, with the women. I mean, it's, it's absolute demonic fascination and mind control. And it's only getting worse. And in just this, uh, you know, this apathy for human life. Oh, well, you know, but he was hot, you know. I think I think the dude looked like a little slimy creep. I mean, he was, ugh, evil, weird, strange, deluded, bizarre, slimy little creep. That's my impression of him. And you can, well, you know, the videos are, are legion up there. And he, he posted a whole bunch up on YouTube, and now there's hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views on on most of them. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I know a lot of people are going to probably be asking regarding this. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the next report, which isn't actually on the PDF. I'm just, if you want to know more about this, go up to Drudge <laughs> and uh, Drudge Report, and uh, they'll load your boat there. First one, uh, next one is Satanist Call for Christian's Blood video. Uh, so reporter Dan Badandi, I love this guy. <laughs> He's like fearless. He traveled to Harvard University to the site of the ill-fated satanic black mass set to take place on campus. 
The Christians went on the offensive and protested this event, which was eventually canceled. Which I'm glad to see that, that there were some Christians with a backbone up there that, that um, you know, caused enough whatever to um, backlash to actually cancel this. Satanists and Christians then had no choice but to engage in a theological showdown in the streets of Boston. I don't know if you could call this a theological showdown, but um, uh, it's something. Uh, our cameras captured the action. So I'm going to play this to the 834 mark because this has a lot to do with uh, what Satan would like to bring about in, in, in just unfettered access to universities, to the halls of government. I mean, if you've been on my email list, you saw that report about um, the, uh, the Baphomet statue. In fact, I probably should talk about that because I'm going to talk about this. Okay, I just went and I already had all these these uh, reports in. Uh, I have a lot of material that I will process when I make studies, and um, I kind of put this in the very first part. So I'm I'm actually expanding the teaching kind of as I'm going today. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna look at that next. We're gonna look at the new satanic monument being built for the Oklahoma State House, and. Um, we're going to look at a couple other things after that regarding Satanism entering into, which is the, it's, if you think about it, Satanism would be the most purest form of, of evil, outward, overt, in your face, like we're not trying to hide it through like hiding behind the guise of some maybe benevolent God who's nothing but a devil, like Islam likes to portray itself or Hinduism or whatever. Satanism's like pretty much right out there in your face. No, it's Satan. Now, granted, they the Satanists like to portray Satan as this uh, almost like this victim, this martyr-like figure, this this figure that fought this terrible god that kicked him out of heaven and, and, and has always been on the side of right. And you, you'll hear it out of their mouths. Uh, so we're going to look at that in the first part of the study, and then. Um, We'll go further. So I'm going to go ahead and play this uh, play this video to the 834 mark uh, regarding the Satanists, regarding this thing that just happened in Harvard. Um, but I think something more important than me is going on. It seems like those friendly Christians are not being so friendly. Okay, so this guy, this demon-possessed, I don't know what he's got in his ears. I don't know if they're gauges or, I mean, this guy is, you know, they go out of their way to look as evil as possible, essentially. And he's he's the ringleader of these Satanists that are really, really angry over the fact they couldn't hold their Satanic Mass at Harvard because the Christians, the terrible Christians, were the ones that, you know, messed all that up and, and prevented that from happening. Friendly, so... You ought to be loud! You ought to be loud! On this day of victory! Okay, so you're hearing this Satanist screaming like his devil, whatever. And there's some guy there, I think he's blown a shofar, some kind of horn. He's probably Hebrew roots, that's typically what they do. I know, I've been there, done it, trust me, I had a shofar. <laughs> the whole nine yard. I'm not, nothing against the shofar, I'm just saying. He's blowing the shofar, um, and trying to drown out what the Satanists are saying. Okay, I get it. Okay, but the Satanists, they're, they're getting more and more agitated, there's... Well, quite a few Satanists. It doesn't look like there's very many Christians. Um, 
that are actually here on the front lines. And I'm just trying to give you some perspective as we listen to this video. And I, I do give you the link here so you can watch it for yourself. Um, in the PDF for May 25th, 2014 at contendingfortruth.com. The trumpet of Michael cannot silence the truth. The trumpet of Michael will not silence the truth. So the Satanist is saying the trumpet of Michael will not silence the truth, okay? I guess he's talking about Michael the Archangel. I don't think that's the trumpet of Michael the Archangel, but okay. The, anyway, that's what they're saying. The trumpet of Michael will never silence the truth. You have your children. Your children. You go to nine to I think he said we have your children, and it's at some point he also says that the blood of Christians will soak the land, um, and that's that's where it, you got to listen real close because I think he only says it once at least in that clip, and um, uh, and again I've gotten into this before in many reports. Now I give you a link to the teachings where I've mentioned Satanist or Satanism. There's a link, and you can go to my website, contendingfortruth.com, and any subject you're interested in, just put, I, I would just advise using one word, if you can, uh, two words at the most, and um, put it in there, and then what you can do is when you click on the individual study, that word will be highlighted if it's in the table of contents. Now, if it's some of my older studies where we had a lot of comments, uh, I might be in there because that keyword was in the comments section, and that, I might not have even mentioned that in the study. So bear that in mind. You, you're, you're looking for, like, in this case, Satanism or Satanist, and I already gave you a link to it um, uh, in the table of contents if you want to see if I actually talked about that subject. So here's Dan Bedondi talking about this. What's nightly news? Now I'm at Harvard University, where a black satanic mass is supposed to take place later tonight. Protesters have gathered here to demand Harvard not to have the satanic mass. So are you all here protesting? I'm here to pray today. The first report was they moved the black mass off a of campus, and it was going to go in a, to a, a restaurant in Central Square, and now we're receiving a report from the New England Cable News that it's been canceled altogether. So we're absolutely delighted. Apparently, uh, uh, protests do have, a, uh, have an effect, even on Harvard. Well, I mean, I think that any true, real, praying Christian, that's what had the effect. In the name of Jesus Christ, praise God. You know, that's, that's where the rubber meets the road. Harvard University was actually started as a Bible school, a place to train up people to be radical for Christ. This is a great abomination before God. I heard about the satanic ritual about a week ago, and I've been following the events and decided to come down here and pray. And where are you from? Hopkinton, Massachusetts. We're not going to sit down and let people take what is most sacred to us and trample it underfoot. Uh, they got this big banner, which, you know, I, this is good. I'm glad they, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, go get them, man. Down with Satan and the sacrilegious black mass uh, being performed here at Harvard University. Enough is enough. So, I, I'm, you know, hey, praise God. And again, if this hadn't happened, there was nobody praying about this. If there wasn't a physical presence, I guarantee you this would have went off. Just talking about a, uh, you know, some free expression or right to assemble or whatever is really just a subterfuge. 
they have speech codes at Harvard like everywhere else. And if they can't recognize this as the same kind of hate speech that they routinely shut down when it is from groups of a traditionalist bent, then they really have no business talking about hate speech as a principle at all. It's our job to come out and speak the truth calmly and, and do something for God to, when, he, when he's being attacked. Now, there's a lot of Catholics there, it, it appears as well. Um, again, that's going to that's going to happen regarding events like this, regarding abortion and this type of thing. And, you know, the best thing you can do for them is if, is if you're at an event like this is to pray for them. If God opens that door, possibly, um, to dialogue with them, you know, be, be open to that as well. Uh, it, it makes me afraid, not for myself personally, but for society, for, for children, for these poor people that come to these things that, that are curious, because this, is, this stuff's dangerous. This is real. It's dangerous. I'm here to witness the Black Mass, yes. Okay, so here, those were all, like, Christians and stuff, and here we get into some people that are, like, just, some of them are just dolts, some of them are just kind of, just stupid, I guess, where they're just, yeah, I'm here to witness the Black Mass, I mean, listen, I've went, this guy says something like, I've went to theirs, now I'm going to try this one, you know, and it's like, you have no idea what you're opening yourself up to. If you go to something like this willingly, it's like playing with a Ouija board or tarot cards or going to a fortune teller. It's probably about on that level as far as demons you could literally be inviting into you or could have influence on you by doing these things that you're willingly participating in. Got to be real careful. Now, granted, if, if you're going to something like this to pray against it, that's a whole different deal. But these people are obviously not doing that. They're going there to participate. Do you want to take part of it, or are you uh, protesting? I would have taken part in the Black Mass. Why not? I've taken part in their Mass. Why not the Black Mass? Hey, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm a girl. It's uh, some transgender dude that looks like a girl. Uh, scary. Anyway, Dan Badani's interviewing this transgendered guy dressed like a girl with long hair trying to convince him that she's he's a girl so these are the caliber of people you've got on the side of the satanist you heard the caliber of people that were on the side of christianity on the side of righteousness now we see this degenerate lot and you really have to watch the video to to, to fully appreciate the degenerate state of people and again, by their fruits, you shall know them. The Bible's very clear on that. And you just look at the fruit here. You look at just, all you have to do is have a visual and listen to what's coming out of their mouth to realize that there's gigantic problems here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm good. That other guy just called me that, so I was confused. I think it's a violation of their rights. If they wanted to hold a satanic ritual, like, I, again, as I said, as long as it's not hurting anyone, as long as no one... The, oh, it is hurting someone, though. That's, that's the thing that ignorant people like this state, it's hurting people. Who knows what type of devils or demons are being unleashed, are being tied to that land as a result of what they would do there. That's why the Satanists want to go in there openly to establish that satanic foothold. You don't know what kind of devils they're leaving behind or what kind of curses. Oh, it is hurting people. And, and, and it's hurting people on a spiritual level that they're not even comprehending harm during it, there should be no reason why it needs to be canceled. I would have never stopped it. 
As far as I can tell, there's no good reason to cancel the event. There's no um, violent crowds out here. Uh, everyone seems to be peaceful. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the one guy that was calling for that says Christian's blood will soak the ground, you know, screaming like he's absolutely demon-possessed to the toenails. No, there's no violence. Minding their own business? They're doing crap! They're doing Okay, back to the Satanist now screaming at the two Christians standing there. So he's just saying Jesus was a man, nothing more, essentially. They're um, anti-pro-Satan. We are anti-Satan. Um, and pro... Uh, no, the, here, here's some deluded. I'm sorry, but this woman's like a moron. I'm, I mean, she's just her 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 mind is so full of devils. She can't even think straight. She's what is she saying? She's pro Satan, but anti Satan. I, I, I want to play this again. They are anti Satan um, and pro uh, anti pro God. So, pro... Anti-pro-God. What does that mean? Anti-Satan? Well, this is a satanic mass. You're not anti-Satan. She's holding this big statue. I, I believe it's Mott. This Egyptian um, god that... You, you'll hear what she says, okay? I mean, it comes right out of her own mouth. Oh, God. Men were yelling at each other. So I'm saying maybe, like, not... Men yelling. Okay, this transvestite is now holding this this Egyptian god, Mat, I think it's M-A-A-T, um, and evidently that's their god, or one of the gods they worship. And you'll, you'll hear a little bit in later, <laughs> we'll go back to that. Would be like a third thing, as opposed to god versus Satan. Alright, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, totally. Still, I just find it kind of funny how, like, the Christians won't allow anyone to have a satanic black mass, but they can have their own mass and no one protests it. Well, nobody, nobody's not allowing, they're not allowing it or they're protesting it in a place that has no business having something like that. They have freedom of religion in America. They can have that mass anywhere, I mean, wherever they gather, like Christians do in their own churches. So, you know, I mean, I don't know... <laughs> He's trying to make this blanket statement here in defense of Satanism. It's fine, you know, it's okay. Like, like they're saying they're right. And the way they think is the only way to think. And if you think on the opposite side, Satanism, you're wrong and stupid. Well, the reason I'm here is uh, to make sure that... The this is the main Satan ringleader dude. Actual message of uh, the so-called adversary, Satan. Satan means enemy, I don't know if everyone knows that. But uh, the so-called adversary is not actually what... Satan's about. Satan's about love, kindness, acceptance, liberty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Satan's about love, kindness, acceptance, liberty. Yeah, right. Why don't you read the Satanic Bible? What a fork-tongued devil liar this guy is. I mean, the Ten Commandments of Satanism, you know, where it, it's all about you, you, you. Do what thou will shall be the whole of the law. It's all about gluttony and lust and murder and, you know, uh, annihilating other people if they do you I mean it is like the absolute opposite of the Bible and he's basically saying it's the same thing as the Bible because a lot of what he was saying there obviously were were godly attributes but he's a fork-tongued devil his father, he is of his father the devil and of his works and of his lusts he will do truth 
Those are just five of the bullet points, the five points of the pentagram. See, uh, my god is bashed. The okay, this now we're back to this. Literally, she sounds brain damaged. Woman, I don't know if she's just totally high as a kite on drugs or meds or something, but bast, I guess, or whatever she is that's her god. Okay, so let me let me just let her say this in totality here. Bullet points, the five points of the pentagram. See, uh, my god is Bast, the Egyptian god of war, and I just yesterday invited Jiza into my heart, which is a female Jesus. G- uh, female Jesus, Jiza, evidently a female Jesus. She invited uh, this entity into her heart. This more scantily clad than a regular Jesus. Um, Lucian Greaves is not even his name. His real so more scantily clad than a regular Jesus of, of the male Jesus. This is a female version of it. I mean, these this is the caliber of people the that we're dealing with here. I mean, they're their own worst enemies. I mean, talk about a poster boy, poster children, out of, straight out of hell. So here we have this um, uh, Satanist, evidently who is coming against, I think, the next guy we're going to be talking about, this Lucian Greaves. Now, most Satanists, if they're at any kind of level, will change their names to some type of evil name. Lucian, meaning Lucifer. Greaves, meaning Grievous. Okay, a lot of them change their last name to, like, Sin, with two N's, stuff like that, in order to make it um, more you know, satanically pleasing to their master, evidently. Uh, so here, she's going to give us the lowdown on this Lucian Greaves guy, the guy that I believe was trying to not only have this black mass here in Harvard, uh, he must be a publicity seeker hugely, but also the whole Oklahoma satanic monument that we'll look at next. My name is Doug Mesner. He is a fake to the extreme. Anybody that reads his page knows this. He's admitted he's not a Satanist. He doesn't believe in Satan. He's not spiritual on any level. Now this lady, this this uh, uh, this lady's got all these occult. Um, she's got a, looks like a caduceus around her neck. That's a very wicked symbol. Uh, some type of caduceus, which is what the medical profession, it's, it's their symbol. And all of these other symbols I, can, I can't even hardly identify hanging around her neck. She's definitely some type of, of Satanist, pagan, looks like type of earth uh, worshiper. I would, I would kind of have her pegged as that. And yet he claims he's doing positive things for the satanic community. Satan with the goat head, a pentagram in the background surrounded by adoring children. It is hilarious and scary, and also part of an elaborate trolling enterprise by an organization called the Satanic Temple, which has emerged as a weird, bizarro world religious freedom gadfly. Everything he's doing is a publicity stuff for a movie he's making called the Satanic Temple. Okay, so we're going to look at that next with that monument in Oklahoma. What he's trying to do is uh, piss people off, so to speak. Oh, yes, and he is succeeding, especially within the ranks of the Satanic community. We we all despise him. Okay, um, are you saying this yourself? Yes, I am. And um, so uh, basically what you're saying, he's not a real Satanist. He's not a Satanist on any level. He's admitted to... For the statue in Oklahoma and the Black Mass at, at Harvard, I feel, were completely separate. And I was a little disappointed at all the press we got for the Black Mass because I feel... Well, like this guy looks evil. It's They're interviewing this Lucian Greaves. Um, so they're saying he's a wannabe Satanist. He's probably just some kind of publicity seeker. Overshadows the more important it, uh, 
issue of the of the monument. Um, and he's working the statue they want to put up in Oklahoma, and here's the real kick in the head. The person whose name is on the papers that it's actually enabling him to do this is the wife of a convicted sex offender. The satanic church. Well, why, why would that be any surprise? I mean, Satanists do have, obviously, a propensity towards sex offense and pedophilia and all manner of evil. That's what the Satanic Bible tells them to do. And yet they act like, oh, we're so far above that. Why? I, I can't believe we would even be associated with such a thing. You're encouraged in the Satanic Bible, in people that follow people like Aleister Crowley, to do those very things. It's how they gain further power. It's how they gain more devils. Which is in the back of Adam and Kelsey Daniels' home. Kelsey is the one who submitted the application to have the satanic monument erected at the state capitol next to the one of the Ten Commandments. Adam Daniels, in 2009, was convicted of a sexual battery on a person over the age of 16. You know what? Satan is here, and he ain't going anywhere. We have your children. We have everyone that we need to defeat you, because in the last war, there was one-third, and we almost won. Michael, Anu, I don't care what you go by now. We will defeat you. No, you won't, devil. No, you won't, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to end up with your father, Satan, all in the lake of fire. Every one of you. And I pray to God, if it be possible, that your souls be saved. But if not, I pray, and, you know, for God to shoot at them with an arrow, suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall, you know, make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. These types of people need to be judged in this lifetime in a godly way that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of God's doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in Him, and all the upright in heart would glory, according to Psalm 64. And that's what we need to do, is quote Scripture back to devils like this. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. You know, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against me in condemnation, God will condemn. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Those are the types of, of scriptures that need to be quoted back to these devils, because you're dealing with the devils inside them. And they fear God. They fear God, but you have to have the faith to implement that um, if, if the time comes, and, and if you're lacking in that, ask for more faith from God. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So that's how you build up your faith. So, anyway, when, when I see somebody like this just really trying to be bold and get in, get in Christianity's face collectively, I mean, man, <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. You know, it's, it's like, let's, let's see who's more powerful. Let's see who actually, because I really believe the days are coming when the remnant body of Christ is going to rise up and literally do battle with these people on, on some type of spiritual. I mean, obviously we're called to do that anyway from a prayer intercessory standpoint, but I'm talking about whatever type of physical uh, face-to-face confrontations may end up taking place in the future. I believe that God is going to show himself in a mighty way, and it's not going to be, I, I don't mean like people beating other people up, I'm talking about what God will do through his remnant, that his name be glorified, that many would be saved as a result of what he would do through his remnant. That's what I'm talking about. Now, uh, does it scare you or infuriate you that this is stuff is now going on in the public? 
Uh, it actually infuriates me, but it also strengthens my faith and, and makes me want to become a militant for my church and come out and stand up for the truth and what's good and right. Yeah, because you go to something like this and it becomes very real. When I was down at that that thing that I reported on in Asheville with me and Taylor uh, not too long ago, it was last, I don't know, uh, start of fall, um, in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, at that Moral Monday garbage that they, they started to crank back up with that devil reverend from the pit of hell that is their is their main guy in um in uh North Carolina who could get up there and literally so lukewarm, so evil, so satanically possessed that he could go up there and have pro abortion uh rabid earth loving feminist witches and warlocks, which is I mean, Asheville is ground zero for that in North Carolina. I mean, ground zero for evil, okay? Where you're going to pro-abortion, pro-lesbian, uh, gay, every type of debauchery, uh, witches and all this, cheering this devil, this, this robed devil on. I mean, that's the state of Christianity for a lot of, uh, for a, a lot of the uh, population, where the messages are so, are so just totally devoid of any, and here's the guy quoting scripture, totally out of context, at this thing, and these people are still cheering him on because he just quotes everything out of context, he quotes things that don't even apply, he quotes things that would apply to a Christian, and he he gives those to the satanic crowd that he's addressing, okay, and when you go to something like that, and like literally, I think there was five, at least 5,000 people there, and there was like one guy with a with a uh, anti-abortion sign, and I got behind him and put my hand on his shoulders. All the Satanists were were uh, and the rabid pro-feminists were coming at him, and um, Taylor and I were there. And literally, you know, three of us when I when I got there, when I got to him and put my hand on his shoulder, things started to kind of like. Now I'm not saying it was me. I'm, I'm I give God the credit, but things started to like back off because he was getting thronged. Okay, he was getting thronged. I don't know what would have happened um, had God not intervened in some other way. And then the cops finally came up at the end, you know. But I mean, you get you get in the middle of something like that, and you know, <laughs> you better have real faith because I mean, I don't. It wasn't like that here. I can tell you that right now. We were outnumbered thousand to one at this place. This moral Monday where preachers are preaching these black robed, fork-tongued devils preaching who call themselves Christian and the lesbians and the witches and the uh, pro-lesbian, bisexual, transgender crowd cheering them on and we're the absolute total minority at this thing. And I just stumbled upon this by chance. I was going to Tennessee. And and I'm like, you know what, let's pray over... I want to pray over Asheville because there was that castle we wanted and and we took a detour from 40, on Asheville, and I'm like, where are all these people? Where are all these people going? And um, if you key in Asheville in the keyword search box, I think you'll you'll see the report where I talked about it. Uh, it was probably like last fall. And and we just, I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I want to know what this is. I, because I saw people with signs, and some of the signs had nothing to do, like, oh, I don't know, 
stuff about water rights and stuff like that. But when we got there, we realized it was actually a very, very much pro-pagan, pro-abortion, pro-liberal, pro-evil, pro-lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered crowd. And that was what this, this, the, these devils were preaching on, you know. And I, I would say that there was just a, a tiny, tiny handful of Christians there. I mean, out of thousands and thousands of people. Um, but, you know, the Lord delivers, delivered us out of there. And uh, you just got to stand your ground. You just got to stand your ground. And, and, and pray. Because and, um, we had already went there to pray anyway. So, anyway. Because I always, if I take any kind of trip, I always try to incorporate... Putting out tracks wherever I go, and also praying, a lot of times I'll have the things that we're going to pray over predetermined, and then if you see things along the way that, you know, you can make a, a stop, if you've got any kind of extra time, then you can do, you can make side trips and detours and things of that nature. It, to me, it, just to take a trip and do nothing like that, I feel like it's kind of self-centered. In a way, even if it's well-deserved on your part, I still feel like, yeah, but maybe God's got me here. Maybe that track that I'm going to put out, somebody's going to get saved. And if you pray over your tracks, I believe there's a much higher likelihood that'll happen. Or maybe God's got me here to pray over this. Or maybe God's got me here to witness to somebody. You know? So, anyway, let's go further here. I think it shocks and disappoints me more than anything else. Now, Homeland Security, now our own government is now classifying the average Christian now as a domestic terrorist. Now, how does that make you feel that our government is now targeting us? I do know that I've seen a lot of Democrat political figures talking about uh, Christians as terrorists. Well, I guess it makes me know that the people in my government are no longer representing me and that I have to continue to know my faith and believe in my faith and trust in God that in, in the end he will prevail. I expect that saying what the Bible teaches eventually is going to be illegal, and so be it. Well, we have to keep saying it. We live in dangerous times. Uh, I think it's horrible. I mean, what, what, what else is there to say? Uh, all sorts of organizations, disreputable organizations that have their own agendas, like the Southern Poverty Law Center and groups like that, demonize um, Christians who want to publicly profess their faith like we are, and who oppose all sorts of abominations against marriage, abortion. And that's all considered to them hate speech. Yeah, it's considered hate speech. But of course they engage in their own hate speech by vilifying us and there's a, there's a, a nice double standard that they have for themselves. The protesters that say otherwise, unfortunately, the are, they're just believing what they're told. I mean, not everyone has a genius IQ like me and Kanye West. So it's really hard for everyone else. To I, I love the humility. The humility of these people that are demon-possessed like this. Kanye West and him are geniuses. Wow. What an amazing parallel and comparison to make. I mean, just, that was genius in and of itself. So, bravo, sir. Bravo. That was that was amazing. Figure it out. But I figured it out. I can tell you. I mean, we We're physical... Anyway, that's, that's, uh, it goes on for a little bit more, but, uh, I wanted to let you know that that, that, that got delayed. Now, the next one, uh, Satanists refuse to bow, want believers to sit on the lap of Lucifer. Uh, this is the new Satanic monument being built for Oklahoma State House. I'm, yeah, I'm not making this up. 
The statue will serve as a beacon calling for compassion and empathy among all living creatures. This is a pitch, this is a statue of Baphomet, of the goat of Mendez. Okay? This is like one of the most evil ways that, that Satan is portrayed. Okay? And they actually got a statue that they're planning on putting in the Oklahoma State House with children on either side as part of the statue. And you can go sit on the lap of Lucifer. Because he's calling for compassion and empathy. You notice how this devil that they just interviewed did the same exact thing? He's like, oh, he's all about truth, love, and righteousness. And I'm like, you lying fork-tongued devil. Are you kidding me? Do you think everybody's that stupid? Will they just believe whatever you say? All you got to do is read the Satanic Bible to see what it opens. Because you could say, well, yeah, if you read the Bible, it's just going to slander Lucifer. Okay, read the Satanic Bible then. Don't do it. I'm not telling you to do it. shouldn't bring that book in your house. Okay? But if you, like, go up to the Internet and do a keyword search for Ten Commandments of the Satanic Bible. Okay? I don't advise bringing anything cursed into your house. No Freemasonic books. No... Alice Bailey books, uh, no, no, uh, Madame Blavatsky, no New Age garbage. You get that stuff out of your house. Particularly, it's better to literally burn it. Research it online if you if you need to do some. Okay, don't immerse yourself in that stuff. I've had so many people that I've seen go off the deep end that call themselves Christians when they immerse themselves and fixate themselves. On that garbage. We don't need to know every intricacy and nuance of Satanism. Of all of the things. I get into enough of that here. And I probably get into more than I need to. You know, but as a watchman I'm called to warn. But I'm talking about, I've known people that literally get into this and start studying it. And they say, oh, it's because we need to, <coughs> excuse me, we need to know the devices of Satan and, and all, all this stuff. We don't need to know every intricacy and nuance of what goes on in Satanism. Okay, it's good to know some of their beliefs so that if you get into a debate, you can say, whoa, 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 like these, this guy saying this garbage and this thing here, compassion and empathy among all living creatures? Give me a break. This was said by this Lucian Greaves, this guy that they, the one lady was just exposing in the last video. He's a spokesman for the Satanic Temple. He says, quote, the statue will also have a functional purpose as a chair where people of all ages may sit on the lap of Satan for inspiration and contemplation. Now, that's a really good place to go if you literally want to get full of devils. Because I guarantee you there's a spiritual price for doing that. I mean, we're talking overt. I mean, there's a spiritual price for playing Ouija boards, going to a psychic, reading horoscopes, doing all of that stuff that's forbidden in the Bible. All of that stuff that would fall under necromancy and sorcery. That in the Bible was literally a death sentence if you did it in the Old Testament. That's how serious it is to God. Is. Notice I say is. Well, there's no death sentence anymore. Old Testament Levitical law. But these are moral laws. Okay, that we're dealing with here. It's not a law about, like, tri trim your beard a certain way and don't plow with an, with an ox and a horse on the same yoke or something. Those are, the, uh, some of those, there's a lot of practicality, like the, the uh, Levitical dietary guidelines. There's a lot of practicality there, okay, as far as health things go. Um, but some of those are, are what they, you would refer to as ceremonial. I'm talking about moral 
laws in the Old Testament would still apply. I mean, morality, okay? You don't, like, murder, you know, you don't steal these types of things, okay? Ten Commandment-like things. So, again, he's saying that people of all ages may sit on top on the lap of Satan for inspiration and contemplation. So let me just click into this. Um, so I'm looking at this wonderful statue, and it's got two adoring kids, a little girl and a little boy, um, standing beside uh, this goat of Mendez, this Baphomet uh, horned stag god, and he's got his hands in the as above, so below configuration, meaning two fingers pointing up, two fingers pointing down, as above, so below, very, 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 very satanic um, gesture and um, message they're trying to convey, and they're two adoring little children looking at, which would, if you were a little kid and saw this and didn't know any better, you'd think, oh, wow, those little kids love this goat, and I like animals, and even though he's half human, half goat, uh, he looks nice, and, and I'm, I, I want to sit on his lap and contemplate, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then next to them is a, it looks like a big tombstone with a upside-down pentagram, carved into the top of the tombstone. Now, which would symbolize black magic flat out, and the Baphomet, again, that is the classic symbol for the Baphomet Goat of Mendez um, sign, which you've got Baphomet right next to it. I mean, this is a highly, highly satanic cursed object that you've got. Now, I'm not even going to post this picture in the PDF. I don't want this picture even in my PDF. Okay? That's what I'm saying about you bringing occult things into your house, books, or whatever. Um, we, we don't need to be having that stuff in, in our house. We're bringing a curse into our house. In January, the Satanic Temple announced plans to erect a monument glorifying the Dark Lord on the front lawn of the Oklahoma State House. Um, a Indiegogo campaign was launched for what seemed like a somewhat lofty goal of $20,000 to actually raise the money to do this. But by the time donations ended, almost 30000 had been raised. Well, you know, a lot of these people that want to bring about the emergence of Satan, obviously the highest elite in the world. What's twenty grand? I mean, so they, they got ten more grand than they even needed. Now an artist trained in classical sculpture is toiling away in New York, crafting a Baphomet figure sitting beneath an inverted pentagram and flanked by two children gazing upward in loyalty. When it's finished, it will be cast in bronze and, as the Satanist hope, eventually displayed in Oklahoma. So it's not a done deal yet. This is something that we could be praying about, that this does not happen. That this artist isn't even able to get this thing done in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, that the Lord would, would dispatch his holy angels in order to prevent this. The, you know, there's a lot of ways you can pray regarding this. And, and um goes on to say, the statue is a direct response to the state's installation of Ten Commandments monument outside the Capitol in 2012. So again, we're seeing this big push. Like, if you're going to have Ten Commandments, then we need to have our Satanism. Things. Well, then where do all the other religions fit in? They need to all be equally represented as well. Where does it ever end? It won't. Okay? State Representative Mike Ritzy paid for the controversial statue with his own money. State Representative paid for this? What a devil from the pit of hell. This Mike Ritzy is, is a guy that needs to be prayed for and against his wicked actions. Mike Ritzy, State Representative. Okay, of, evidently of Oklahoma. And therefore it was a, considered a donation and okay to place on government property. Following that line of reasoning, the Satanic 
temple submitted a formal application for their monument. Uh, let's see here. So I'm just kind of trying to see, you know, we, again, I think the bottom line here is we just need to pray against this. Okay, so get this. It says, nonetheless, Satanists are building this thing, and I was offered an early peek at the work in progress by the temple spokesperson, Lucian Greaves. Again, this, I guess, wannabe Satanist guy, publicity stunt seeker type dude. Uh, Greaves told me he has received numerous threats from people who want to attack the sculpture, but that he wouldn't expect these outraged and nearly insensible reactionaries to actually know how to assault a broad monument without severely hurting themselves in the process. Whatever that means. I mean, I guess, well, if you take a, try to take a sledgehammer to it or whatever, you're going to just, you know, I don't know, not be able to do it and, and, and hurt yourself from the shock of hitting it. I don't know. I'm not sure what he means by that. Still, he's not taking any chances. The temple is building a mold of the structure so they can pop these things out like evil, terribly expensive action figures whenever they need a new one. So this is how bold they're getting here. So this is why, you know, God would have to handle this type of thing. Where God can arrange it where, you know, all of this stuff is not even <laughs> a problem. And uh, they're not going to actually ever even put one of these up. And if they dare do it, then, you know, it's annihilated as soon as they put the thing up. Uh, I, th I think it depends how much prayer goes up regarding this. Uh, it says, and then this Greaves guy said, depending on our insurance policy, Greaves said, we may be able to cast two from the destruction of one. Whatever that means, expediting our arrival to the next battleground. Oh, so he wants to put these things everywhere, I guess. Um, so it says, once it's done, they plan to put it in front of the Oklahoma State House, regardless of the Capital Preservation Commission. It's an ongoing battle against the ACLU. Okay, so anyway, that's what that was all about. This, But again, what we're kind of documenting here is this rise of Satanism, overt Satanism, in the land. Okay, so this next one is Conan O'Brien Welcome says, Welcome to the Satanic Cult Awards at the MTV Music Awards. This, this demon-possessed uh, uh, devil, Conan O'Brien, is being pretty overt here. Um, and uh, we're just going to let him kind of do the... Do the talking here. Conan O'Brien kicked off the MTV Movie Awards Sunday night, telling the crowd and the audience at home, quote, Welcome to the Satanic Cult Awards, ladies and gentlemen. All hail the Dark Lord. Well, that's, you know, I'm glad that, that he's honest. Because that's, I mean, a truer statement about that really hasn't been spoken probably by anybody doing an intro at one of these award shows. To which the mainstream media watching met the way enslaved, mind-controlled MTV moronic audience cheered with joy. Of course, Conan was referencing the... Well, deep down, whether they're a overt Satanist or not, they know who their father is. They, they know who their, their master is. And deep down, those devils that possess these people like that, whether they even know why they like it. But they like it. A growing awareness that... Many celebrities in the Luciferian limelight are promoting Satanism and themselves are Illuminati icons, willing propaganda puppets of this invisible empire. 
Conan O'Brien himself was actually the entertainment inside the Illuminati Bohemian Grove last summer, the secretive retreat uh, where the Illuminati meet every July to have a two-week secret encampment, an elbow-rubbing, consensus-building party amongst the elite Illuminati that's kicked off by a satanic human sacrifice reenactment ritual where a life-size effigy of a person is carried out by men wearing cloaks and robes uh, and then burned on the altar. This is a real photograph from the Bohemian Grove yearbook, uh, a copy of which, a physical copy I own, uh, that's given out to the members uh, that sometimes leak out to the general public through estate sales after the elite members die and some of their books get distributed uh, and make their way out of their private collection. MTV Mind Control Television is really solely responsible for the creation of demonic dirtbag, satanic singing servants of this system, like Miley Miley Cyrus, who promotes cocaine and ecstasy use to her young, largely preteen fan base, according to Entertainment Weekly and others. Of course, they serve as an Illuminati icon creating mechanism to keep the general public mentally enslaved and pacified with celebrity issues of no significance, while people like Conan O'Brien, who is a 50-year-old dancing clown, keeps the audience mindlessly entertained, who he even revealed in the beginning skit of the show that the mainstream media mentally enslaved degenerate audience doesn't even need any jokes they just need some celebrities to dance around on stage to be entertained the willing satanic Illuminati puppets uh, are servants of this propaganda system to create literal false idols for the uh, general public to worship to mindlessly mimic, so that they themselves are mentally enslaved, physically enslaved, become spiritually and financially broke, uh, and serve to break down the remaining moral fabric of society. Way to go, Conan O'Brien, you Bohemian Grove attending buffoon, joking, which isn't really a joke, just there's truth in comedy welcoming the audience to the, quote, Satanic Cult Awards at the MTV Mind Controlled Movie Awards for 2014. Okay, so, anyway, I wanted to cover that because these, obviously, these articles are kind of building on one another as far as, uh, as far as what we're seeing here. Just absolute Satanic permeation through society. Um, Next report, and this will be the last one for part one here, uh, witches in the army, Air Force holds largest uh, coven of witches meeting in the world in church. Okay, so here's the local news report that this is from. Halloween may mean costumes and candy for you and for us, but for those out there who are witches, 
This is their most sacred holiday. In San Antonio, there's a Wiccan coven touting the largest weekly service for the study of witchcraft in the world. Where? So notice the tone here. It's almost like upbeat. It's almost like, yeah, hey, this is neat. This is, how wonderful is this? You know, just the inflection in their voice. They meet, and who's in the class may surprise you. Marvin Hurst has her story. So this is at one of their services, San Antonio's Military Witches. Mention the word witch, and instantly most conjure up thoughts of black magic rituals in the belly of seclusion. Just keep the line progressing. Now come inside the Arnold Hall Community Center at Joint Base San Antonio Lackland. It's a different picture. I'm Archer, and I'm a witch. Archer, a.k.a. Tony Gatland, is the high priest of this coven. A packed house of basic military trainees are studying witchcraft in his circle. I mean, they're having a whole elaborate witchcraft sir. All these women and men are literally in military fatigues. And the, the, the priest is up there in this big, this black-robed devil, and they've got, like, these ribbons they're walking under and all this other elaborate garbage they're doing, literally on a military base. Over here on a Sunday, oftentimes there's there's three or four hundred. Three or four hundred, and this is in the military. Wow. Huh. Man, that's 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 really disturbing. Around three hundred and twenty this day, taking part in Samhain, the witch's New Year celebration. Samhain, the witch's New Year, Halloween, essentially, um, their actual. They refer to it also as Satan's birthday. It's the day where um, the they believe the spirit realm is the veil between the, the our realm and the spirit realm is at its thinnest, so the devils can cross over easier. This is where they get the whole tradition of wearing costumes to scare these devils. Um, if they try to mess with you too bad, you'll have some hideous costume on, so they won't mess with you too bad. Now, I've done a whole teaching on this. Just can't Halloween... In the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, expose that. It's essentially the highest satanic holiday of the year, or you could make an argument Beltane maybe. Uh, anyway, they're, they're, they're very, very um, high-level occultic holidays. On Halloween, they honor the dead and the rebirth of their god. Trainees literally lined up by choice to learn about Wicca. All Wiccans are witches, but not all witches are Wiccans. Uh, witchcraft is the means by which we practice our faith of Wicca. According to Gatlin, who spent 25 years active in... Wicca, the word means either means twisted or bent, which is pretty appropriate, and is the, the form of supposedly witchcraft we would refer to as white witchcraft. They're the ones that do good. But it's always the entry-level point for the getting into the gray and, and the overt black. It always leads you down that path. It's all wicked. You're still inviting devils in your body. You're doing no real good. You're, you're, you're supposedly manipulating. And again, it's, 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 it's entry-level. It's, it's the carrot that Satan uses to get you into the darker stuff and to get you an absolute total slave um, to him. Okay, it's it's entry level. The military, witches are an earth-based faith. They are attuned to elements like fire, water, air, and earth. 
They believe in a deity made up of a god and goddess, not Satan. He says they are not the pointed hat-wearing characters portrayed in Hollywood movies. However, they do use magic. Magic is manipulating energy to make your will manifest. Lies from the pit of hell. Magic is manipulating... Actually, they're really manipulating you, but you supposedly manipulating devils to do your bidding. That's what it is. By their own code, spells are supposed to... But the price you have to pay in order for those devils to do your bidding is far greater than you're going to want to pay. ...be limited to doing good. They believe energy cast from magic returns to them threefold. Christian faith may have prayer... Uh, the Catholics in particular may uh, pray the rosary. We have things that we call spells that are akin to prayer. The Department of Defense, Wise. by decree of the Constitution, has to make room for this service. Thank you very Even if it's Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of demand for... And this is one military base. 320 people there on this particular day? 320? Do you know how much wickedness that is just permeating that one base? Every time they go to one of these services, they're probably taking on more devils. And when martial law is declared and these types of things, I guarantee you those devils will go hot. And they're, I mean, these people are going to probably undergo a huge transformation when that happens, if they haven't already done it. And they're going to have no compunction about firing on Americans or doing Satan's will or bidding, implementation of the New World Order. I mean, that's, that's the way I see it working out. Same room where some Christian groups just worshipped Thank you. minutes before. Our job is to make sure that, to the extent we reasonably can. Did you hear that? They had literally had a church service minutes before, and then they brought this in. Talk about an unholy, blasphemous... I would want nothing to do with that place unless unless that was purged out of there, permanently prayed over... And, and, you know, pray that God releases all the curses off that place that have been brought on that place through having these blasphemous ceremonies. Literally in, defi in open defiance to God. They're literally having church right before they're having this satanic ceremony. Sure, nothing could go wrong there on a spiritual level. And that we accommodate the religious views and the free exercise. Look at these little mealy-mouthed devils, this... I don't know, this general or whatever they're interviewing. ...rights that all of these military members have. This is the largest weekly Wiccan service in the entire world. But not everyone here is a practicing witch. Trainee Jesse McCarty is. The 19-year-old from North Texas has been carrying... Well, they may be going because their buddies are going in the, in their, and they're sick of organized religion and they want... But, you know, listen, you're not seeing what devils you're... you're uh, you're collecting by openly participating and willingly going to something like this. You're not seeing that. You don't know what demonic baggage you're picking up. I don't really think it matters to Satan if you don't call your being. Eventually, you keep going to something like this, you're going to have that baggage. Being the faith since he was 10. It's, it's just me doing what I feel is right and what, I'm, what he or she tells me is right. So he looks up and he or she, he or she, the god or goddess tells me is right. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. He who trusteth in his own heart 
is a fool. That's what the Bible says. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So, those are the Bible verses that counter this type of humanistic, man-based thinking. Fantasy reading and Harry Potter, Pete Traney and Trey U. Cammons, interest in Wicca five years ago. Absolutely. As I predicted um, um, on the teachings I've done on Harry Potter and all of these other witchcraft shows, what they are is that's the true entry level to get people... And again, you buy one of those books, you have that in your house, you got a big fat devil in your house, influencing your thinking patterns, cursing your life most likely. And and um, essentially, you know, you go out and you pay for something like that, you know, you're paying, you, <laughs> the devil's come free with it. Okay, but that's the entry point for a lot of people. Uh, horror movies, Harry Potter... Dungeons and Dragons, these really, really violent video games, a lot of those are where people get interested in the occult and at becoming witches. And it's no wonder you see this infusion of people interested or wanting to go into witchcraft when they've been brought up on Harry Potter and all of these other things that I mentioned. There's nothing wrong with Wicca. And, of course, that's why we have this service here, because if, if, if we were sacrificing goats, you know, how could we do that in the, in the Arnold Hall? Oh, don't worry, that'll come later once you, once you stay in it and, and once you get to the upper levels. There are those who do practice such things as a part of black magic. Hail and farewell. But those kinds of witches are not a part of this military. Oh. Marvin Hurst, Kins 5. Isn't that special? To learn more about the Wiccan faith and for a list of the religions recognized by the Department of Defense, log on to Kins5.com. So they're promoting it. To, to learn more about the Wiccan faith... You know, hey, this is a good thing. Look at how liberal and wonderful we are. So, um, to counter uh, this, I'm way over on time, and I apologize for this part one. Um, I've got, you can see my teachings on Satanists. I give you a link here, um, and uh, it's in green, the, the everything, so you can kind of identify that. And there's just some, some verses in the Bible that would relate to other things that we could do to build our faith up and to not let this scare us, you know, this type of information. Uh, Leviticus 26, 7 through 9, these are all KJV, and you shall chase your enemies and they shall fall before you by the sword and five of you shall chase an hundred and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Now I think there's spiritual uh, implications regarding prayer Who's our true enemy? Well, Satan, his fallen angels, his devils, his demons. They're the ones that emanate and operate through people. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wicked, you know. So our, our battle is actually spiritual. So I think there's a spiritual application here, obviously, regarding uh, prayer and fasting and, and these types of things and ma making sure you put on the full armor of God every day and pray, and read the Bible, and these types of things. And then it goes on to say, For I will have respect unto you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my covenant with you. Hebrews eleven thirty three through 35 Who through faith, these are um, talking about kind of like the hall of fame of faith, and, 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 and um, how they were able to do these things, and um, it goes on, it says, who through faith, 
and always tends to boil back to faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteous, righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned in f- flight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, meaning the aliens in, in that particular context would be like foreigners. Um, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Um, Matthew 18, 19-21 says, Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now obviously this has to be within accordance with God's will. And the Bible also says if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. There's a lot of things you can do to get your prayers hindered. Okay, so bear that in mind. So just key in prayer in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done several older teachings on that. Um, but they're just as applicable today as they were when I, when I did those. So let me go ahead and stop here. I'm way over on time, and uh, we'll go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G. For F-O-R, truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.